This episode of the Cinema Geekly Podcast is brought to you by HostGator.com. For easy and affordable web hosting, starting as low as $7.99 a month, head over to HostGator.com and use the coupon code CINEMAGEEKLY for 25% off of your web hosting order. It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 46. My name is Anthony Lewis. And I'm Aaron DeLosa. Oh, Aaron almost forgot for a second that he was on the podcast. So I had some weird feedback. I was kind of tripping out for a second there, like wondering if I was just hearing stuff in my head or something was actually going on. Are we good? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're solid. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I forgot how the podcast starts now. We had that that debacle. Sorry about that. I say something after you say your name, <laughs> and I forgot what it is. Uh, some podcast of the, number 46. <laughs> yeah, podcast number 46. Uh, something about the website and run uh, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, Tumblr, uh, all at Cinema Geekly. Talking the week that was, and movies, TVs, and uh, sometimes the video games. Sometimes but, the video games, yeah. Rarely. Uh, we, as as we've stated before, we don't get to talk about it a, a whole bunch because we don't we don't play a ton. Although it sounds like uh, Glenn and and perhaps even you, sir, were balls deep in Batman: Arkham Origins. Yeah, that it's addictive. I haven't had a chance, but I'm I'm sure I will. Uh, just like I did with uh, Arkham City, I'm sure I will get to the game a year or two from now, like I did with that one. And then I can well, be like, it'll still awesome. be worth it no matter when you get to it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Arkham City was uh, was was really good. So, yeah, Arkham Origins Origins is uh, yeah, it, it's really friggin' great. <laughs> would you say better, or would uh, you say that they made just made game improvements and that the story is you know as good or? Um, well, I, I'm actually not too far. Like, I, I keep getting distracted on side missions. Like, every thug I see in Gotham, like, must you know reap my justice so i haven't really got too far in the story but from the story no it it's great i mean you know it, it there's a lot of call you know call forwards technically i guess to uh to arkham city uh you know the, the weapons uh and the playability itself are all the same so it's just jumping into a familiar friend who you know is going through all new stuff now since it's you know the origins of batman and all that so no it's uh it's great really good uh let's talk about this piece of news this is a little bit older uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the podcast last week, but kind of big news, I'd say. Uh, Michael Arndt has been—he's been fired as the screenwriter for Star Wars Episode Seven, <laughs> and has been replaced by none other than J.J. Abrams himself and Lawrence Kasdan. Yes, uh, who famously wrote uh, Empire. Mm-hmm. And, and Jedi, I believe, but people are like, "Well, let's just, let's focus on Empire for yeah, that, a bit more." more pass on yeah, Jedi. That's for, <laughs> we're going to forget about the Ewoks for a second, you guys, and right. let's just let's just talk about Empire for a minute. Um, here's the here here's what I've been uh, getting from all of this, uh, and I and I don't know. I mean, it's it's probably all unnamed sources and et cetera, et cetera, uh, and might be difficult to verify unless you've heard something else. But the the ditching of the aren't script, and I and I guess they said they're gonna they're gonna crumble it down and then kind of build upon its uh, its uh, its bones or whatever. But uh, from what I heard, uh, his script 
borrowed uh, quite a bit from the apparent George Lucas outline that he had originally for episode seven. And that has supposedly all been scrapped now. Like they're not going to be using any of that stuff and they're going to be, you know, uh, so I, I don't know if you've heard this as well, but it sounds like any and all traces of George Lucas may be wiped completely clean from episode seven. And, uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's a good thing. So I don't know. Uh, do you have any any particular th- uh, thoughts, feelings, or have you read anything else about uh, about this uh, shift in the new Star Wars movie? I would. Uh, I'd probably be willing to uh, to assume that uh, the original uh, script they were working on was probably a little dark, mm-hmm. and then just pick up right out of the blue. So uh, it, they might be trying to make it just like slightly more Disney. Uh, as far as, you know, maybe adding in something cute, uh, for the kids to come racing to and all that. Cause, uh, you know, as far as I'm aware, where the story picks up is this, is essentially, you know, Luke's trying to rebuild, uh, the Jedi order, uh, you know, spoilers, uh, there's a, a bunch of Palpatine clones who come back and eventually turn Luke. I mean, so that that's all supposed to take place like in, in seven, uh, at least from what I'm aware. So I'm willing to say that they may try to stretch that out a little bit and maybe have Luke turn somewhere in the middle of eight and then, you know. He comes back around home uh, in nine, so mm-hmm. oh, it uh, it's interesting to, to see that they're cutting out Lucas so much. I would have thought I would have thought somewhere uh, there would be some sort of a clause that said you know ultimately he has you know some level of input into it. But from the sounds right. of it, they're really uh, he's got nothing. Yeah. the whole thing to JJ, yeah, which you know is good. I mean, considering what he's done with the Star Trek franchise, you know, so far, so. Uh, and you know what? If they are going to mousify Star Wars at all in some way or another, uh, I, I, I'd say look at the example that was brought forth by Avengers. Because I don't know if anybody even thinks of what the Hulk did as being <laughs> like Disney, like Disney-fied, so to speak. But it really kind of was. If like you ask kids like what was their favorite part, it's the shit where he's slinging Loki around like in a cartoon. Or that shit where he punches Thor out of frame like in a cartoon. It's yep. very cartoony. But but it's very comic booky as well. So. Yeah, 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 and, and and it fits so well. So I mean, if you're gonna look for something, don't you know? Don't go full Jar Jar Binks. Don't go full Hulk. You know, somewhere in the middle, something something in the middle. But for the love of God, if you are gonna go, you know, if you are gonna have to steer completely in one direction, just steer in the direction of Hulk and less in the direction of Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, uh, that'd for, be my. Uh... That'd be my assumption for, as well. I mean, if I mean, I'm I'm sure they are very aware of the hatred surrounding that character, and my guess is they want to avoid anything that might even remind people of that character. So, <laughs> um, at least as at least as my guess. Uh, so here's some stuff that Aaron posted all along the Facebook over the course of the last week, and a bunch of interesting things as well. You're uh, welcome, nerds. Ben Kingsley. Talking about some sort of secret Marvel job that might be in the works. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, so what's the what's the gist of this? Uh, uh, well, the, the gist of it is, while doing uh, the press junket for Ender's Game, he let slip that he was going to go back and be able to work with the mostly Iron Man three crew in a secret project, mm-hmm. and then you know. Uh, as they all do, essentially, is you know they kind of pretend like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble for that, and they kind of clam up like war, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure it's all part of. Marvel's master plan just to slowly get the nerd rage frothing. So he's revealed, you know, he's going to go back to work with the Iron Man three crew and he's looking forward to it because he kind of referred to it as a family. So uh, the details are somewhat scarce 
at this point as far as what it's, it's actually going to be. Uh, I did go out on a limb and say that whatever he does do, uh, well, if it's a short, you can definitely kind of being released on the on the Thor uh, Blu-ray. Yeah. On the on the Thor Blu-ray, um, and, and that's my inclination so far because we know that uh, you know the, the post-credit scene for Thor will most likely lead in to Guardians of the Galaxy, and we know that Captain America: The Winter Soldier is going right into Avengers 2: Age of Ultron. So we can safely assume that the mid-credit scene for Thor will be Guardians of the Galaxy. For Captain America, it will be you know start building Ultron or firing him up or you know turn him on for the first time, something along that line. So fact, whatever I, Ben uh, Kingsley does. Uh, you know, it, it'll be, you know, it, it'll be a one shot and it'll be for, uh, for the DVD. Now that, that some more details have come to light, it, it's all take this with a gigantic grain of salt right now. Uh, I initially speculated that it was going to turn out Ben Kingsley is actually the Mandarin and maybe he was just playing the fool from the beginning. Uh, but there are rumors now is that, uh, if you remember back in Iron Man 3, when uh, Ben Kingsley's character Trevor said he had a little bit of plastic surgery to look like another guy, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to turn out that maybe the Mandarin will be played uh, by someone else, yeah. who you know might somewhat closely resemble uh, Ben Kingsley, right? In that vein, and uh, this source also goes to to speculate a little bit that uh, Aldrich Killian might actually be the Mandarin's son. Just because hmm. of a, of the few of the uh, like the the philosophical things he said, he's like, well, my dad said something about like the mist in the clouds and yes, you know, blah yes. blah blah, like all the all all the learning he was dropping on us during that movie. So there's speculation that he could be, you know, the uh, the Mandarin's son. I mean, I, I really hope that uh, that I'm right, I guess, and that Ben Kingsley was just pretending to be this dolt who was pretending to be the Mandarin, but who's actually a Mandarin. Because I mean. Uh, while Kingsley was great in that, I think wasting him just on that bit of a role for that movie would just be a travesty when he could do just the parts of the manor. He was pretending to be the man of the movie were amazing. Like the guy yeah. just nailed it. So yeah. even though he's not Asian, I mean, which, you know, sucks for anyone who's a fan of the comic book. But I mean, just a guy of that caliber, you got him, you know, put on the blinders and run with it. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was great even when he was Trevor Slattery, but oh yeah uh, completely great um but yeah I, I can i can see your uh i can see your point because he was essentially the diversion for the real villain and uh you know ben ben right. kingsley is too awesome just to be that so if they can find yeah. more use for him no matter what uh exactly. and, and that's such a mandarin thing mm-hmm. to you know to, to pretend to be the diversion oh my god yeah that'd be such a such a, a a flip of the script there, but it, my the thing on it is, is that yeah, is that maybe Marvel now they're kind of backtracking on it because the fan uproar was just so intense mm-hmm. about this that maybe yeah. they're backtracking a little bit. Like yeah, we kind of effed up a little bit, so we got to go back. Yeah, the uh, and I, and I believe the director for Thor: The Dark World has already confirmed essentially that Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a mid credit scene because I saw the story where he's talking about how he uh, I guess wasn't a big fan of the because he'd already seen it or whatever, and it wasn't a particularly uh, big fan of the scene or whatever. Like he said, he would have directed it differently or, or something yeah, well, like I, that. I, I, I don't think in his eyes it fit the tone of what he's doing in Thor. We know that James Gunn directed it, so it's definitely going to be James Gunn crazy. style. Yeah, it's gonna a little be- crazy. Yeah, it, it won't be so much Alan Taylor, Game of Thrones. It's going to be, you know hyper styled you know super fast quippy kind of space in your opera. face yeah. band yeah space yeah it, it's gonna be great i mean I, I i can't wait i am just i'm on pins and needles <laughs> for uh for next week 
Deadline reported uh, that officially Stephen Lang will become the Darth Vader of the Avatar franchise, which now has 900 sequels planned. No, ser- <laughs> seriously, when I read this, because I heard that they were going to do Avatar 2 and 3. There's a lot of sequels coming out. But it down. sounds like they're, according to this article, I mean, did you see the article? Uh, yeah. It's like four or five movies or something like that, something ridiculous. It's it, They're not just doing three. Uh they're saying up to three sequels, so it could be, you know, four Avatar movies, and Stephen Lang is going to be the big bad guy in all of them, which will be interesting to see how they explain, because he was kind of dead in the last movie. <laughs> he was very dead in the it last was, movie. It was very dead, but uh, it is science fiction, after all. Maybe uh, maybe someone will have transplanted him into a Navi. I mean, just, you know, something weird. I don't know. It, did, did you like did you like him in the first Avatar movie, Stephen? Lang? I did. I actually did not see the first Avatar movie uh, until this year. We uh, we caught it uh, one late night after uh, a trip to the bar when we were in London. Actually, wow. Okay. We got back to our hotel room, or you know, we were a, a little uh, a little blottoed, as they say. And Avatar was on. I was like, I don't want to watch this movie. And there was like literally, it was like two o'clock morning. He's like, all right, fuck it, leave it on. You know, some room service later, a few cheeseburgers, and it's like this movie is actually really great. Uh, we would talk about the uh, sneak peek that Brian Singer posted on Instagram for the, the oh, X-Men right. movie. Uh, and we would totally talk about that if it weren't for the fact uh, that a full trailer was released today. So we're going to talk trailer. about we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Speaking of full trailers that were released, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, first trailer for that hit the interwebs as well. Uh, your impressions on this? I, I thought it looked awesome. Yeah, it uh yeah, I, I I can't even begin to form a sentence. Just seeing everything we saw, where you know, Cap is, you know, he's definitely starting to butt heads with Shield over how you know they're going about their approach to running the world. I mean, mm-hmm. and also like the, the you know the main guy of Shield, Robert Redford's uh, character. Oh, yeah. There's definitely more to him that's going on. I mean, he, there's going to be some sort of a, of, a, of a reveal where he is. There's something else going on there. I mean, you know, granted, you know, they're doing their homage or whatever to how government is viewed nowadays as like the, the big, you know, the man, the sinister person or whatever. But I mean, there's definitely gotta be more going on there. Uh, And as far as the scenes with the Falcon goes, I mean, just awesome seeing the wings come out and he's going down the helicarrier being chased by a Quinjet. The uh, black widow looked like she was actually doing a little bit more of the the shit she was doing, like an Iron Man two, as opposed to just the Avengers where she was just kind of, you know, shooting a couple aliens here there she's back to being somewhat of a of a master assassin kind of deal so yeah it's uh i'm not really disappointed what i've seen so far and just the part where you know the winter soldier like the very end of the trailer cap there's a shield and the winter soldier just catches it and it's like holy shit turns and catches it and just stares him right in the face i like to think he did he did a chris rock thing where he just dropped mike you know just dropped the shield (laughs) just rolled off oh yeah i mean it was uh it was excellent um and i know my uh I know I'm raising a good nerdy family because my uh, my ten year old watches the uh, watch the Avenger cartoon an awful lot, and now when she sees these trailers, she's pointing out characters and stuff without uh, dropping a beat. Like I didn't even tell her that they're making another Captain America movie, mm-hmm. and she didn't catch the title or anything like that. Obviously, they don't do the title card until the end, and she was pointing out Falcon, and she's like, "Is that the Winter Soldier?" And I'm like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> So, uh, well, she's yeah. watching the cartoon, then she definitely knows the real identity of the Winter Soldier. <laughs> uh, yes, of course, and we won't spoil it here necessarily until uh, 
later on, and we will definitely spoil it at some future podcast episode. But oh, I'm uh, dying. Yeah, it's <laughs> we'll be we'll be nice for now and, and keep it to ourselves. But right. yeah, it, uh, it it looked excellent. You can check it out on the on the Facebook page and on the website as well. Yeah, it's um, great. I, I've watched it like six times. It just I I can't stop. I think I have some sort of a problem. So uh, Doctor Who is rolling out the the big guns for this. 50th anniversary they announced that they're not only are they simulcasting it all over the world uh, it's also going to be in uh 3d as well if you have that capability and in real d in theaters all over the world uh, unless, yes, sir. uh and unless you live in our state michigan uh you won't be seeing it on the day <laughs> that it airs apparently i will sir i went we decided it was worth the money to alone for doctor who to to upgrade our our cable package so we can get so we can have BBC America so we can watch it as it as it uh airs cuz right we just next uh next day is just not good enough for us anymore we've uh I've actually started uh I, I've gotten Jen hooked so much on Doctor Who that she has since demanded that we go back and rewatch uh from the Christopher uh the 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 Eccleston series uh going forward cuz she missed Almost all of it. She jumped in right near the end of Tenant. She jumped in with a. Uh, oh wow. She jumped in with Donna Noble, uh, right at the end of the uh, right at the end of uh, the uh, oh son of a bitch the uh, the Martha. I can't ever remember. Uh, I can't remember Martha Jones. Martha Jones. Uh, she jumped in like literally with two episodes left in the Martha Jones run, and oh, watched okay. from, and, and then watched from Donna Noble there uh, there forward. But she had not seen anything else. Did she get uh, to see all the specials too? Where you know the the, the last yeah. goodbye with the ood and everything like that. Yes, the, we have, the waters on Mars. Yes, we watched Just all everything. the. We've seen all the specials, everything all the way up through the. Uh, uh, the name of the doctor, and then we've even started going back and watching what is available on Netflix for the classic Who. Uh, There's some great stuff. It, a lot is. of the Tom Baker stuff is really good. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, I hate to sound like such a. God, I, it, it, the the problem I have with with the show getting so popular nowadays, which I love, is because you know it, it was never in any danger of going away. But now it's so popular in America, it's definitely not going anywhere. But it's just the fact that you see like you know all these twelve year old hipster kids wearing like their Bowie t shirts, uh, talking about oh Tom Baker's the greatest. It's like no, you you really can't appreciate it. You know what I mean? It just <laughs> I feel somewhat robbed of my old nerdiness. That all these kids are coming along, but then again, it's great because I mean, it's a whole new generation yeah. of nerds who will who will carry on. So I mean, yeah, it's uh, all the Tom Baker stuff is really good. If you get get a chance to go super back to uh to a lot of the old black and white episodes, I mean, just when the production value wasn't as great, and you can tell it was definitely more uh focused on. I don't want to say more focused on drama because the new seasons are great, but there was definitely more to allowing the actors just to be kind of super overly dramatic because there wasn't so much in line for the budget. Yes. Uh, a lot of great things. And now that you got around that, you got to get her started on Torchwood too. Yes. Uh, well, she's seen some of Torchwood. She hasn't seen uh, all of it. I you, know the, you need uh, to prepare her for like the, the first couple seasons of Torchwood. There's a, there's a lot of dark shit going on. They, uh, they don't really pull any punches in that one. No, no, it is. It is. It's, <laughs> it's a really dark. Plus you got the Sarah Jane Chronicles, uh, her spinoff show that she did. Matt Smith uh, appears on that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, all sorts of tie-ins. I don't think I don't think that is available on any of the streaming services, though. I know you can get I it. I think it's on Amazon. I know you can definitely get it on Amazon, but at last I, the last time I looked, you had, it was like a pay per episode deal right. where you bought the episodes, but they were available on Amazon, uh, right. and for that purpose. 
Um, um, oh, I'm sorry. With the Doctor Who release, uh, for those of you who are curious, in case you didn't see the story uh, on the Facebook page, the the day it streams, they are going to live stream it in some theaters in select cities uh, on that day. It's like New York, L.A., Chicago, mm-hmm. Philly, Seattle, D.C., blah, 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 blah. But uh, two days later on the 25th, you'll be seated a couple days late. But they're adding something like 400 other theaters that you'll be able to see it uh, in 3D. That's crazy. After that. So, yeah, I mean, it – if there was a theater closer to me, I can't say I wouldn't be there right. on the 25th just to see it, like, you know, on, like, an extreme IMAX. But I don't know if I'll have recovered yet to leave the house from uh, <laughs> from the episode on the 23rd. I mean, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty amazing that it's reached this kind of status. I can't. It's crazy. Absolutely uh, crazy. I couldn't. Have, I really couldn't have imagined it at any other point in time of uh, of this show getting this wide of exposure in the United States is, is pretty nuts, but that speaks to its, its continuing rise in popularity. So I, uh, I did have a lot of hopes for the mighty Boosh, uh, you know, when, when they were at their height of popularity, like when they first started being shown on adult swim, like late at night, mm-hmm. I really thought it would suck in the kids and we would get some more Boosh, maybe a movie, but nothing. People just, they, they like British drama, but British humor, they just cannot get. No. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned on the, uh, on the Facebook that Sam Raimi is back in the, uh, the director's chair for army of darkness too. According to Fidi Alvarez, he is, he, uh, a fan asked, uh, Mr. Alvarez on Twitter if he was going to be directing. Oh, he's the guy that did uh, the evil dead movie, the new, the new evil dead, is. right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. The, the, the very good, uh, evil dead, not even really remake. It's just an evil dead movie. Uh, yeah. Someone on Twitter asked him if he was going to be directing it and he's like, nope, Sam Raimi is. I mean, just. Called him out clear as day. Uh, you know, the guy asked, he's like, hey, will you be director on me Darkness 2 movie? And he just replied, Sam Raimi will, you know, quite uh, exclamation point. So right, right. we know Bruce Campbell has said he's going to come back. Now we got Sam Raimi confirming, you know, having been confirmed to come back. He hasn't said anything him, yet himself, but I don't know why uh, Fidi Alvarez would come across and say that unless he knew for sure. Uh, uh, just ahead. all sorts of excitement going on. Um, as far as website news goes, real quick before we move further, only a couple of things to uh, to point out. Uh, Glenn, not on the podcast this week, but if you are a fan of Glenn Bovey's blog posts on the website, uh, I know just, I am. You you might need to you might need to go all snake and widen out your uh, your jaw a little bit because there's a lot <laughs> to swallow. Uh, he writes here on, on, on Facebook a couple of days Ooh. ago, uh, he writes here, sorry, ladies, but Arkham origins <laughs> beat out finishing part two of the three part series. He says four new blogs will be out next week. I promise. Yeah. He's really working his ass off in those blogs. Four new funny. blogs. Yeah. And they're great oh, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, new review up on the website. Stephanie got a chance to check out captain Phillips. Uh, a lot of people are talking lots of good stuff about it. She loved it as well. Gave it four and a half geeky glasses. Uh, I have not had a chance to see it, but uh, judging by the trailer, it appears to fit the traditional Tom Hanks movie where he gets <laughs> stuck somewhere. He gets trapped somewhere by somebody. He's uh, trapped on an island or uh, he's trapped in space. Obviously, Apollo 13. He's trapped in a boat with some or his pilots. greatest work uh, on the vol- in a volcano. Versus a volcano. Right. <laughs> it's um, one of his most underrated roles, in my opinion. In the, trapped in the or trapped versus a volcano. Joe versus the volcano. Oh, yeah, yes. that's great. <laughs> um, uh, so that's uh, that's new on the website. I'm working on a review for uh, some kind of wrestling video game 
that will be hopefully up tonight or uh, tonight. Sorry, so it's not a WCW game. That's not a WCW. <laughs> We're talking high quality product here. It's part of the 2K brand right. now, Aaron. So it's not they're not fucking around anymore uh, with THQ no, and, and that with THQ and the like. Although uh, that being said, this game is essentially a THQ game that 2K is just putting out. Uh, uh, I mean, and I mean that in a, in a good way. I mean, Ukes is the developer of the game and THQ is really the distributor. Uh, and 2K is kind of doing the same thing here. Uh, this this new game, what ended up becoming WWE 2K14, was, was already in kind of like pre-production mode with THQ when THQ exploded. And then a bunch of people came, came over to the corpse with money and bought up all the pieces uh wwe ended up going to take two which is 2k obviously in 2k sports and uh they basically finished the game with 2k and uh usually it's bad to say that it's uh you know the 2.0 version of last year's game but in this case this is a good thing because last year's game was buggy and glitchy as hell and with thq imploding there there was one patch and it didn't fix nearly enough of the problems. And my guess is, with shit exploding everywhere, they just the that particular crew did not have the time to fix what else was wrong with that game. Um, this is essentially the game that should have come out last year and is virtually bug and glitch free and plays a lot better and et cetera, et cetera. The review will be positive. Uh, so spoiler alert: <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the final score yet, but the review will be positive. So if you're a big wrestling fan. Uh, you can you can bet that you will get a recommendation at least from me on this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, pay a bill real quick. All right. Let's pay a bill or two. Uh, shopping on Amazon. We're getting closer, Aaron, to uh, to the hol- to the the holiday. I guess there's a lot of holidays. Oh my god. We got, we got all, all the Christmas aisles are already up everywhere I look. We got Halloween and Thanksgiving and stuff, but there's definitely Christmas stuff is a coming. And what better mm-hmm. way? to buy them presents than to do it through Amazon. Uh, Cause I know I do it every, every year, literally it's, it's just so much easier than getting trampled to death in a store on black Friday. So, uh, Oh my God. Yeah. Those maniacs <laughs> with their, uh, with their 13 PS threes that they buy because of the sale that's going on or whatever <laughs> it is. Um, we say go through Amazon, but when we say that we really mean go through cinema geekly Go to cinemageekly.com on the right-hand side of the page. There is a big Amazon logo. You click that logo, even bookmark it. I would recommend bookmarking that shit for future use. But, Absolutely. But it takes you to Amazon like normal. You shop like normal. It costs you absolutely nothing extra. And uh, at the end of the day, after you've checked out and sent Amazon your money for your products, Amazon shaves off 8 to 10%. Sends that back to us for referring you. It helps out with the uh, the costs of maintaining a website and all these podcasts we're uploading onto the server uh, on a weekly basis. And uh, mostly weekly. <laughs> the the right and and this uh, and this week we got a bunch of uh, Blu-rays to suggest maybe that you would want to add to your collection through Amazon. These are all new Blu-ray releases for November the fifth. I'm not sure how many of these I will personally be getting, but uh, we'll we'll find out. We got. Uh, I, I didn't even know this was uh, hitting the Blu-ray, Aaron. But Kenny Rogers, the Gambler, is on Blu-ray. <laughs> Have you ever see seen? Kenny, this? See Kenny Rogers for turn into an to an elderly Asian woman from the following surgery from the 1980s with uh with the with of course the guy who played Tron is also in this. 
Uh, Bruce Boxleitner, yeah. Boxleitner, yeah. Mm-hmm. From 1980, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. I, I guarantee three quarters of our audience, they, they weren't even alive <laughs> when that movie first came out. They're looking around like, who is Kenny Rogers? Uh, Magic City, the complete second season, is out on Blu-ray. Uh, Parkland and the Parkland Combo Pack <laughs> is out on Blu-ray. Uh, why haven't I heard of this Parkland movie before? It's got Zac Efron in it and everything. Oh man! Well, maybe he kept his shirt on. Oh, probably, perhaps probably it, off the radar. It, it did not get nearly the amount of reviews. Yeah. Uh, Magnolia is releasing a film called Syrup on Blu-ray. Uh, for the children, there's Winnie the Pooh, a very merry Pooh year. I know I'm getting all over that stuff. Uh, the three-year-old <laughs> title again. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, a very merry Pooh year. Poo year, yeah, poo year. It's a, I think it's a play on New Year, but I I know <laughs> I my three so I know my ten year old is going to laugh thinking that it is a poop joke. Well, I'm right there with her. <laughs> uh, the first season of Under the Dome is available on Blu-ray, and uh, it also comes in a limited collector's edition that you can pick up as well. Is that, it under a dome? It is, in fact, under oh, a dome. I love it. With a big bloody handprint on it as well. Even better. Uh, the right stuff is hitting Blu-ray. Uh, that that film also maybe before uh, a lot of people's time, 1983 film. That's the 30th anniversary of the right stuff is hitting Blu-ray. Uh, I know Jen is going to want to pick this one up, so I'm just going to add it to the wish list now. But Mickey's Christmas Carol, 30th anniversary special edition Blu-ray. Big fan of the of the Mickey Mouse version of a Christmas Carol with us. 30 years, good lord. Of course, with Scrooge McDuck as a yes. as Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't go wrong with that. And the complete sixth season of AMC's Mad Men is on Blu-ray as well. And uh, can't recommend Mad Men highly enough uh, either. Another show that's going to be disappearing fairly soon. And uh, much to the dismay of AMC, I'm sure they're going to try to find another show to replace that one. Like they've. Well, I mean, you know, they're splitting it up the last season between 2014 and 2015. So they're yeah. definitely stretching it. As they least are stretching. Yeah, they're giving us the breaking. The Breaking Bad treatment, which uh, did not bode so well for me last time. I was very pissed the last time. Oh, it sucked. Nothing makes me more angry than when I take a season of TV and then make it two seasons by just splitting it in half. It's like, look, I, Doctor Who is torturing me enough right now <laughs> with their shorter seasons and their longer breaks in between. See, oh, it, it's driving me crazy, Aaron. Well, I, I, I think a lot of that might have been attributed just to Matt Smith just kind of blowing up. I mean, at least, you know, it it, it was kind of – Doctor Who was kind of rarely on in his career where Peter Capaldi, he's been around for a while. So hopefully, you know, he won't really need that much of a break uh, to start doing movies and they'll just want to keep churning through. Right. And that's the hope. I'm, I'm At least that's what I'm hoping for, sir. Uh, let's talk about the big news that uh, literally just popped up today. The, the first full-length trailer for X-Men Days of Future Past. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but is this this seems like it's mostly what the Comic-Con audience saw earlier this year, no? It's mostly what they saw, and it, as I said, it's just uh, – there's nothing really new in it that we haven't already seen bits and pieces of. They just kind of took the, the tone of what we've already been uh, given and just kind of expanded it a bit where you, see, you actually see a little bit more of the interaction – uh, in between Xavier and uh, Magneto and Wolverine talking about exactly how they're going to send him back in time. 
uh, and what his mission is and how he should approach it. And then you, you get a few more glimpses of, uh, of the younger versions, you know, kind of doing what they're doing. Like, you know, Xavier's just all mopey and oppressed and, you know, he looks kind of like Jesus, uh, Magneto is, you know, just wielding guns in a leather coat and, you know, young Mystique is just all hot and blue. Yes. But uh, it, it's still very exciting. I mean, just seeing the glimpses of the, the war-torn future, we get our first actual uh, piece of footage of uh, the brilliant Peter Dinklage oh, as Oliver Trask. And while he didn't have any lines, I mean, it's, it, you know, holy shit. Like, nobody, everybody who knows him doesn't know his name. It's like, oh, that's a guy from Game of Thrones. I mean, that right there just had to get people going. Mm-hmm. Uh I can't wait. Yeah, again, like the this next year, two, three, four, five years for comic book movies and nerds in general. I mean, our our time is at hand, my brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a golden age for sure. I, Absolutely, I, I don't think anybody's going to be able to 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 disagree with that. And then uh, the I, and I guess the big thing, obviously, the big talk among more casual fans of the franchise has been revolving around the, this idea that they are going to fix everything that was broken by X-Men 3. <laughs> um, now, being a person who's... Uh, I, I've watched an awful lot of time travel stuff in my day. Uh, I, I've lost track, but very... just. Uh, I see what uh, you did there. An ungodly amount, of course. <laughs> <laughs> just an ungodly <laughs> amount of time travel things. And maybe this just seems too too simple to me, but I, I'm I'm getting the feeling that the the first class crew something happens with uh, something they do affects the future and kind of does this peeled off timeline where Patrick Stewart isn't dead and etc cetera, etc cetera, and then they have to send Wolverine back to fix some shit and by the time everything is all wrapped up Patrick Stewart's still alive and wasn't killed after the so they they go back and repair the timeline or or in this case repair X Men three <laughs> I guess I'm not um, sure how they're going to do it because from I mean is that too simple? From the trailer to itself, I, I I don't know if that's too simple or if it's just I don't I don't I don't have no idea where they're going. But we know Anna Paquin's in it. She has her you powers. know her rogue hair, so I don't know how she's going to get her powers back. Uh, we do see you know Xavier uh, talking. I mean this might tie in a little bit to to the deleted scene uh, from X Men Three where he talks like in the end. Uh, you know, he, he mind melds with someone like, even though he's laying there in a coma, maybe he comes back, but you know, it's obvious to tell that, uh, you know, I, I, I think I, I shudder to think they're going to do this, but they might actually continue from X3 mm-hmm. as far as, you know, where all the characters stand. And then when Wolverine goes back, you know, they're almost going to do what they did, uh, in JJ Abrams for a Star Trek movie to where, you know, alternate timeline, same characters, but you know, any kind of new bullshit can happen. Yeah, it basically changes everything, and which is good because I mean, oh, Brett Ratner's just sitting on his toilet, just eating a bucket of chicken and you know shitting all over our faces right now, just giggling about it, knowing well, he got Brian, paid millions of dollars to ruin the the franchise. And Brian oh. Singer, Brian Singer said he liked the movie, but he didn't like that it messed with the continuity he was trying to to I, create. So I think Brian Singer, you know, he was just kind of towing the company line there. He's being nice. like, like really, he's just like he's praying Brett Ratner gets like herpes. Right, he's like, thanks a lot, asshole. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, thanks for killing everyone I, I loved and tried to bring you know to, to the big screen. You dick. Thanks for yeah, this no, movie. I, I have to go and I have to find some sort of weird logic loop to to fix right. it all. And yeah, thanks for making it hard. I mean, yeah, I could have been directing you know Star Star Wars Seven, but no, instead, you know, now I'm doing this. You know, yeah, of course. <laughs> 
But I mean, it's good. I mean, you know, it, they get a chance to go back and fix all the mistakes and essentially, you know, maybe bring new life to the X-Men franchise itself to kind of not reboot it, but just, you know, get it going again. I mean, there's all sorts of possibilities. I think they're definitely seeing now uh, with the, the success of the Avengers and now the amazing Spider-Man and now, you know, Superman, Batman, all that, you know, superhero movies like they were really kind of uh, leading the pack uh, in a way when, when they first started going with all the X-Men movies. Uh yeah. In the 90s, so they, they know they definitely got to fix something. And we know to also, too, with like the X-Force movie coming out, they're going to focus on the on the team aspect of it. So the, I think they're just going to ch- churn and burn a lot of these. And, you know, maybe by like 2022, uh, we're going to run our third Spider-Man uh, actor, you know, uh, Tony Stark's being played by, uh, you know, the, the Jonathan Lipnicki or something. I mean, you know, at that right. point, we might be a little exhausted by it. Uh, most of us probably won't. I know I won't. But uh, the world as a whole might start slowing down. But for the for the foreseeable future, I mean, we're looking at two or three of these things a year at least. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I guess to I don't know. We're gonna veer off of uh, of uh, movies for just a second here because I wanted uh, to get your thoughts on what we've been seeing so far this season with uh, uh, with The Walking Dead. I uh, I was really happy with the last episode yeah I, I don't know about you but i i've i've been i don't know i've i've been really enjoying this season so far but i i think that's because they're really providing the uh the the necessary fuel uh for your mind that says yes these people will be getting out of the prison don't worry they're not going to spend another year in the prison because uh, really, that's where the show picks up all the, when they're not when they're not someplace safe is really right. when the show really tends to pick up its steam. Obviously, um, the show lost a little bit of its steam when they were at uh, at the Ed Herschel's farm for so long, right? And then once they finally got out of there, it kind of picked up again for a little bit, and uh, then it you know then the roller coaster went down a little bit, and now it feels like it's uh it's starting to go back up, and it didn't really hit me. Until uh, Daryl and company ran into that gigantic ocean of zombies. Oh yeah, that was just incredible. When they just then you realize, like, holy shit! You know, while we're focused on this little part here, the world will still turn into hell. Right, and they just they kind of like, yeah, when they just pulled back, and yeah. uh, it was just unbelievable. Plus, uh, uh, many kudos for them backing up and then just running over, piling up so many walkers. <laughs> that the car could no longer back up and the tires were just ripping the bodies apart, trying yeah. to, trying to peel out. And uh, that was definitely one of my favorite parts. <laughs> that was excellent. Tyrese, uh, going MC hammer on everybody. Dude, he's such a badass. Oh my God. Love it was excellent. Guy. I love how yeah. everybody was sitting there fighting for his lives and he was just sitting in the car. He's like, man, it's like, come on. I don't, do I have to get up and do this? Is right. totally had that look on his face. He's like, I don't want to fine it's he almost like his of- wife is asking him to take out the trash and he's like god damn it you know what i mean right he's he just like, gets up and goes to work he's like this is the last time i'm gonna do it though he just goes out there and starts <laughs> right. just he killed so many of them just with a hammer mm-hmm. in close proximity it was it was ridiculous it was so good um and obviously they've kind of got this internal threat right now with the the flu that's going around that's <laughs> right. uh and i mean and you think that's it sounds like such a weird plot point but on the plus side they didn't solve it in one episode and it's really becoming an issue and you know that's they're showing that they're in fact uh things that normally would not terrify you to death 
are now, you know, terrifying you to death. Oh, yeah. I mean, how frightened would you be? Like, you just get a scratch. Like, holy shit. You get infected or you get sick. You're in a scummy prison. There's no medical facilities. You could turn into a zombie at any time. Yeah, yeah. They're just, dude. Yeah, the, there's just no way in hell. The, the prior episode where those girls had to watch their dad get put down. Oh, my God. And we're actually going to do it. One of them yeah. was actually going to do it. And Carol was like, all right, it's all right. Just turn your back and knife in the head. I love where her character's going, too, man. She is just oh, yeah. loving shit now. Love yeah. it. She's going it's, crazy. Yeah, uh, I, I, I do think that the majority of the opinions that, you know, like you touched on where most people are, are feel it, it's kind of slow. It's necessary. I mean, could you imagine how like you'd be physically tired if the show was just them in the world, every episode, just on the zombies, yeah. it, you know, it would be, it'd be awesome to see, but yeah. y- you need these lows to really kind of sit back and appreciate just how right. desperate their situation truly is. I mean, right. It's such a good drama and a little bit of good news. Uh, it was just announced that they got picked up for a fifth season also. Good Lord. So, yeah, I mean, and they're doing uh, they're uh, you've got to slow down for character moments and things yeah. like that. And and as I as I told a couple other people, it's like there's there's just really only so many things you can do with zombies before you've done <laughs> them all. And there's right. I, I mean, yes, they are coming up with they are coming up with new ways to kill zombies every once in a while. But eventually they will run out of ideas for that, too. And then you're just left with, you know, you're left with the, literally the same exact thing all the time um, they have to kind of take the focus away from the zombies for a while, but I mean, they do it and they do it in a smart way. They're in a very safe place by and large for right now, uh, considering where else they could be. And uh, when you're in a safer place like that, you know, they're not going to be terrified of having to fight walkers off all the time. So they, you know, the show then focuses on more interpersonal relationships as they did with, with uh, Herschel's farm. They, they, you know, built up the characters and things like that. Um, hopefully, so this way, when things go south, you know you're going to care what happens Absolutely. to the people when it, when they go south. Um, yep. They've made, I mean, they they were doing terrible with Michonne for a while, and I think they've done a better job uh, with her over the over the course of the last season or so. I can't wait to see where her rush relationship is going. Mm-hmm. It's getting interesting. Indeed. Uh, I mean, right now, I, I think everybody loves. Uh, I think everybody loves. Uh, Daryl, right? So that's yeah. Easy. I mean, it, that it, that truly is the one character who I think you know. It's like it, universally, it'd be the biggest swerve uh, ever to uh, to kill him off. But I, I think if there's one guy you could count on, maybe like maybe he'll end up like the Black Knight, right? Uh, you know, just like no arms, no legs, just kind of like on a horse with like a, a gun in his mouth. He will uh, survive. I don't think he's ever gonna. Yeah, he will survive. I don't think that guy's going anywhere. No, um, I can't imagine they would kill him off, but you never know, man. I uh, At least George R. R. Martin is not doing this show, because then it's all bets are off, if that's the case. Oh, yeah, the, 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 yeah. The, everybody would have been dead by now for the original cast. Be, you know, <laughs> the only person left would be, like, Carl. I still, I'm still having a hard time getting over all the people I've lost on Game of Thrones. So I'm just like, oh, just to... wait. Like, have you seen any of the production stills or any of the notes from the new season they're filming now? No, no, no. I'm, I'm. I every once in a while I see like some new set pictures or blah blah blah, and I just, I'm not looking at nothing because I'm. I know it's <laughs> terrible because we run a, a movie website and TV show site where we talk about these things, but I so don't want to be spoiled. And and the way these people die off in such a rapid fashion, I, I don't. Want to potentially well, see something that's going to ruin it for me later? You do know there is another wedding on tap for this upcoming season, right? Oh, good lord! Uh, no, actually, I was not aware of that. But oh, sorry. Now uh, I, now I would... wedding. This one is called the Purple Wedding. 
now uh, now I would like to just send my condolences <laughs> to anyone who's involved because oh I oh God man it, it's so hard for me not to say anything right now it just I, I I want you I really I truly hope that you could just take your family go to a farm for about a year mm-hmm. and then come back and then wagon train the entire next season and then we could <laughs> talk about it all at once like I hope you don't find out what's gonna happen because it's just such a oh my God moment like it's just Oh, my my nipples are getting hard just thinking about it. Can't wait. Well, be careful. They may be, they might get sliced off like the unsullied. So. Oh man, yeah. Well, there they go. Back to, to be, fleshy. You have to be forewarned. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm uh I'm in the process, everybody, of uh of garnering some more Q and A type things, uh, for a future episode of the podcast. But there is one email that I got that I should touch on because it's kind of a, an apology for a fuck up from last week. Uh, and uh, essentially it's just reminding me that, uh, we got off on some sort of tangent last week. I'm not sure if it was about the, uh, the sex chat, the, the zombie sex the chat. chat. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I was, I was reminded not once, but twice that we did not mention the box office or any opening movies. And I know it's always a part of the podcast. Wow. Um, one person actually also mentioned that we that I said we were going to continue to do Netflix picks, and we've only done a couple of them. And I, I also apologize for that. Part of that is part of that is my fault, though, because I've been watching things that we talk about all the time. Like uh, we've been rewatching Doctor Who, and uh, I just finished the first season of Arrow, and uh, I also just finished. I finally finished House of Cards, which uh, I needed something. I needed something for that show to hook me. Nothing was hooking me but uh in the like the third to last episode i got hooked into it and uh finish out the show very very happy and looking forward to season two uh sometimes i need like a hook and i get a hook and then i get it's it's amazing it's like i get the whole tv show even though i've struggled through episodes it was the same way with doctor who i struggled through the first season i struggled through part of the second season and then at some point i don't remember what it was i think it was the girl in the fireplace uh and it just clicked for me and then everything uh seemed to make sense and then by the time the whole show was over and and by the way my i've proven my theory correct i thought that if i'd gone back and rewatched the the series again from the the Eccleston doctor the ninth doctor that uh, i would probably see it in a, in a better light and in fact i did <laughs> the first season that i struggled to get through was much more enjoyable the second time around uh, right. than, it, than it was the first time around um so there is in fact that uh but yeah i haven't been watching enough uh new stuff on netflix to actually make some kind of netflix pick uh aaron i don't know if you have either maybe you've got something up your sleeve but i have not been watching enough new stuff um it it really kind of depends like what genre they're they're looking for uh as far as movie goes i mean you know now is the the time of year obviously uh you know, anything horror movie related is just going to be, you know, awesome on Netflix. I mean, they really kind of dust out uh, a lot of the old classics for you to be able to sit back and enjoy. Uh, also, uh, I believe, I don't know if it's on string, but I know it's on Netflix through DVD rental, uh, the BBC show Orphan Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, through DVD um, rental. Yeah, you know, this young Kong artist, single mom kind of deal. Uh, amazing show. Uh, if you guys, you know, much like most TV shows to recommend, uh, 
being British. Uh, if you've liked anything else I've recommended, definitely pick up uh, a disc of Orphan Black and check it out. It's really good. As far as like the Hulu stuff goes, uh, they're streaming a movie now called Yellow Brick Road. It's a horror movie. Uh, definitely recommend it. Um, Tony just got done watching Arrow as far on Hulu also. Uh, the first season, amazing show. Grim mm -hmm. uh, is one of my personal favorites. I mean, there's a ton of good stuff out there, but those are really the ones that, uh, that come screaming to mind because those are the ones I'm watching lately. For those of you who are on the Amazon kick, I would recommend the first two seasons of Copper. Oh, okay. I have Copper in my uh, in my queue on Netflix. You'll love it. You, you're going to wagon twain right there. You're not going to be able to stop watching it. Excellent. And that's it's a, so good. And that's a British show about our own history, is it not? British show, yeah, British show about our own history. It, it, it bases on, uh, Probably on the Five Points area of New York. Like the, If mm -hmm. you've seen Gangs of New York, it's, it's very much in that vein. Yeah, if you guys like Gangs of New York, you will love this show. Excellent. Yeah, there, it's great. Is there a Bill the Butcher cameo in it at all, by any chance? <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, let's talk top of the box office. Uh, the top ten in uh, in the box office. The uh, the Hugh Jackman Jake Gyllenhaal Prisoners flick is uh, rounding out the the list at number ten with one point one million. Enough said. With Julia Louis Dreyfus and James Gandolfini, I believe that's Gandolfini's last movie. No. Oh, that's sad. That was his last movie. It's number nine at uh, 1.6 million. Critically, uh, it's being loved. 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you think that's because it's a really good movie, or do you think that's? Or no, that's got to be because of his passing. I was gonna say, is he getting Heath Ledger here? He might be. Okay. He very not well that, might be. Not that Heath Ledger's Joker was not excellent because it was. It was it was great, but I don't know if, if people would have been like nobody else should ever play the Joker because he let you know what I mean just because right. of how well he did it and how tragic uh you know his his circumstances were for uh, his ending. Um, <laughs> uh, for a movie that was in fairly limited release, Twelve Years a Slave is not doing too bad in the number seven slot at two point one million dollars. Um, that would be the movie with an amazing cast. Uh, again, British people making a movie about American history, American history. <laughs> and doing it well. Right. Uh, hey, yo, The Escape Plan with Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, $4.6 million it made, 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. The uh, the Carrie remake did 6.0, uh, 6, 6 million, I was going to say 6 point and then saw zero. Six <laughs> million dollars. Uh, and again, most, most reviews say it was well made, but why did it have to be made? Right. Uh, yeah. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs Dose, or two, if you will, made $6.3 million, 70% on uh, on the tomato meter. Michael Fassbender and Brad Pitt are in The Counselor, that made $7.8 million, not being reviewed particularly well. I think, uh, I think I read somewhere that Cameron Diaz essentially humps a car in that movie, so that might be why people uh, aren't really clamoring to get to the theater to see that one, because... <laughs> I don't really want to see her O face. The Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the Rotten <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes synopsis is, is is for the Rotten Tomatoes synopsis standards kind of brutal. The counselor the counselor raises expectations with its talented cast and creative crew, then subverts them with a wordy and clumsy suspense thriller that's mercilessly short on suspense or thrills. <laughs> so basically it's like look at this awesome cast and then you watch and you're like it's it sucks it's a suspense it movie that's not suspenseful and it's a thriller that's not thrilling uh number three captain phillips we just talked about it made 11.6 million 94 percent on the tomato meter 
gravity is still holding pretty darn strong after three Jesus. weeks at the after three weeks at the at the top of the box office. It finally dropped to number two, twenty point one million, ninety seven percent on the tomato meter. I I gotta see that. I haven't had a chance to see it. I want to see it so bad. Uh, but it, it's doing yeah. well. And uh, of course, this had to be uh, expected. Jackass presents Bad Grandpa did uh, the number one spot, thirty two point one million dollars, sixty three percent at the. Uh, Tomato meter level. That's what I'm going to go see on Friday, actually. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville dresses as an old man and does crazy things. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently, uh, he uh, he and that kid uh, have some really great chemistry in that movie. And like the the kid is apparently like the is a a big scene stealer. He's being lauded as the true star of the film. There you go. Yeah. Uh, opening this week, uh, this weekend, or it's probably already opened, obviously, but uh. We're we're a couple days late. We've got Last Vegas. It's essentially grown-ups, but with old people. Uh, and I, I really shouldn't blow it off as that. It's it's grown-ups if it was done with an actually very talented cast of actors, including Michael Douglas, uh, Michael Douglas, Bobby De Niro, Morgan Freeman, uh, Mary Steenburgen is in this, uh, Kevin Kline. Uh, it's not doing so hot ratings-wise, but there's only been nine reviews released. Uh, so far for uh, Las Vegas, but that also tells me that it probably wasn't screened for critics either. Uh, and by the way, no, I'm not missing this. These are November 1st movie releases, so my bad. Oh, so these, these are upcoming. These are upcoming, so my bad. I know. Uh, I know. Generation Iron came out. Uh, it was from the producers of the uh, Pumping Iron. Mm-hmm. They did another vein uh, in the bodybuilding world. I, I really want to get out and see that one. That looks really good from the trailer. Was that a pun? <laughs> They hit, no. another, they hit another vein in the... Uh, the another vein. No, it was a happy accident, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, damn it. <laughs> I do want to see it. The animated turkey film, Freebirds, is hitting the uh, the theaters uh, with a really excellent voice cast, uh, including, well, my, minus Owen Wilson, but <laughs> including Woody Harrelson, Amy Poehler, George Takei, Dan Fogler, Colmini, uh Produced by the venerable Scott Mosier. Really? Uh, yeah, he, he was busy wow. doing this when when there weren't Smodcast. When we're stuck listening to Kevin Smith interview his daughter's favorite bands, uh, <laughs> this is what Scott Mosier was doing instead of providing us with quality podcasts. If you're uh, listening, Kevin, we still love you. Please give us a job. No, no, absolutely. Put us <laughs> on your network for sure. We'll right. totally go on there. Um, <laughs> um, and essentially, yes, it is a time traveling. Uh, film as well believe it or not where these turkeys traveling turkeys they go back in time to try to take turkeys off the menu for thanksgiving oh Uh, you you had me at george takei sir (laughs) and uh and of course you need to go see this because apparently rush limbaugh thinks that it's liberal propaganda to try to get people to not eat meat (laughs) so totally go see it just for that because of the ridiculous (laughs) assertions made about a time traveling turkey film Oh man! Uh, of course, the big, <laughs> the big release is Ender's Game. Uh, it's doing sixty nine percent right now on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. Uh, and if you don't have the uh, was, was that pre released for uh, for reviewers? Uh, pre screened for the most part. There's twenty six reviews out currently for it. Okay, good. Free Birds was not screened for critics previously, so that mm. doesn't necessarily bode well. According to the the Rotten Tomatoes synopsis, it says it isn't quite as thought provoking as the book. Ender's Game still manages to offer a commendable number of well-acted, 
solidly written sci-fi thrills. Uh, great cast, by the way, Harrison Ford, Haley Steinfeld, Abigail Breslin, uh, Ben Kingsley, uh, Moises Arias. Uh, there's uh, that Butterfield kid, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if you don't have an aversion to the crazy person who wrote Ender's Game, you'll probably go see it. I, I unfortunately have an insane aversion to the crazy person who wrote that book. And uh, I would feel better if I did not provide extra money to that guy by going to see the film adaptation of his book, even if it's good. And I, it hurts me, but I, I and I love sci-fi, but uh, I had the unfortunate, uh, I've had the unfortunate opportunities of seeing things and stuff that the guy has said. And it's, uh, Oh yeah. What a maniac that guy is, man. He, he's a, yeah. I mean, he's a, he just, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure he, I'm sure there's other people that like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, you know, I like his work. I don't have to like the person and, uh, I can separate the two or whatever. And then I'm sure there's people that are like, right on that guy. He's fucking got it right about society. Uh, and there, those people are also more than, uh, more than welcome, but it's, I, I don't know. I have a difficult time. I, I actually have a difficult time separating the two. I have a difficult time knowing that my dollars might be going to help give him more dollars Right, uh, and which more of in a, turn makes him more famous, gives his ass more of a voice. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> right, so I, I probably uh, one of the other reviewers, Stephanie's free to review it. Aaron is free to review it. Glenn also free to review it. I probably will not end up seeing it uh, unless, of course, I pirate it, which I might. <laughs> I could allegedly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, there's no way to prove that at all, everybody. I'm right. Sure. Like, I personally will will be shredding jobs uh, before the end of the year. <laughs> The, uh, I mean, I'm sure the government's already got this podcast. I'm sure they're recording it into some hard drive as we're recording it right now, just over, over Skype. Uh, oh, they, so, they have our cameras on too. They're looking right at us. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, they. I'm sorry. I will not be pirating Ender's Game at all. I will just, <laughs> I will just not watch it. Instead, I hope that makes everybody happier. Just uh, read the, just read the book. <laughs> um. Anyway, that would be the podcast for this week. Uh, as always, you can check us out on the .com, cinemageekly.com, and run all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Tumblr. Uh, we may get a Pinterest. I don't know. We actually do have a YouTube channel. I just have to figure out what we're going to use it for. Do we really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually have a YouTube channel set up for Cinema Geekly. We just have not put it to use oh, yet. It's much easier. We could just do video reviews of movies and stuff. Uh, Glenn, has t- Glenn has talked about the idea. Uh, I'm not particularly... Uh, high on that idea of myself. Oh, I am. I'm camera ready as a motherfucker. Let's let's do this. Um, but I I'd be more than <laughs> I'd be more than uh would be more than open to, to doing stuff like that, especially if we uh um I mean I could I could you know I can think of a bunch of things we could probably uh do with it as well and throw trailers up there and things like that in case uh uh, uh various uh well I mean I don't know we've also got a, a video player on the website. For when uh, Glenn and Aaron find things that the movie studios don't want to stay on YouTube, uh, well, I'm telling you, man, the, they're getting stuff. so quick about that nowadays. They are indeed. We've still not seen any of that Doctor Who footage at all, and I'm sure I, I, it's I, killing I look, me. I looked so many times today. <laughs> it's it's killing me. Somebody out there probably has it on their phone or or whatever, and you just know somebody's got it, and they're watching it every day, and we can't watch it. It's driving us nuts. Um, but yeah, you can visit us on, uh, on all of those social media places and, uh, join in the conversation and chat with us whenever you feel like it and ask questions or tweet us or 
send us messages and et cetera, et cetera. And we will always reply to those things. Uh, and of course the old fashioned internet way to, to contact us is info at cinemageekly.com for the mailbag. And, uh, we're currently in the midst of stockpiling, uh, some stuff for a future episode when we're, uh, when we've got a slow week and we can, uh, we can talk about whatever it is that you guys want to talk about. And we'd be more than happy to do that. Uh, so by all means, please send, uh, send questions or comments or, uh, Probably even, I'm sure we're going to end up getting a few more hate mails or whatever, troll messages, of course. Oh, I uh, fucking hope point. so. And that one guy never came back. That <laughs> one guy never did. came back, Aaron, so I think you've scared him off permanently. Sure he lost the Wi-Fi in his mama's trailer. <laughs> no offense to anyone who does live in trailers. I mean, you know, we've all been there, but Absolutely. F that guy. Drinking his spam-flavored shakes. What a dick. Aaron is still very upset that this guy decided to troll a website that was providing him content for free that he did not have to pay yeah, for. really? I'm sorry we offended you with our free podcast and yeah. and commentary and news and uh, reviews. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of the podcast, you can also check us out on iTunes if that's how you prefer to listen to your podcast. I know... Uh, I know I listen to all of that's how I listen to any of my podcasts are all through uh, through iTunes. I subscribe and I get all my stuff instantaneously. As soon as it goes up on the website, it's getting downloaded to your uh, your Apple device or your uh, or your iTunes software. But as a as a small penance, of course, this is just a suggestion. Of course, you don't have to do this, but we would really appreciate it if you rated and reviewed the podcast. Well, they have to do it. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it a fee now? Yes, I, I, I'm saying they have to do it. Otherwise, we're just going to start phoning it in. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. I mean, if we just keep falling further and further into the abyss of the uh, the the iTunes search, uh, the search log, and we're if we're like thirteen or fourteen pages back, uh, you know, we we may just start phoning it in for real, sir. I, I don't I don't know right. I don't know what we may do uh, if if you don't rate and review the podcast. That certainly took a turn, didn't it? We're like, you don't a little bit. Do it. We're not trying to depress you, people. But yeah, <laughs> just rate it. Just help us out, would you? Yeah. Uh, that, by the way, that does in fact help it, it. The more you do it, the more that shows iTunes that, Hey, people are listening to this. People like it. We're going to bump it up a little bit higher in the search results. So this way, when people go to, uh, to iTunes and they search for cinema geekly, it, it turns up right. Well, it does turn up right away if you search for cinema geekly right now, but if you just type <laughs> in say cinema, for example, or movies, uh, we don't turn up right away. You have to go digging for us. If you no, want to find yeah, it takes a little bit of searching. Absolutely. Uh, so we were, uh, obviously, we're recording this a little bit late, so I don't know how we're going to handle the the podcast on the weekend, if anything is going to show up or not. But uh, if if the week becomes really slow and there's not a lot, uh, we may do the mailbag this weekend instead. And oh, we'll yeah. Talk about uh, your questions and comments or concerns, if there are any, for this website. Uh, I'm not sure there's any concerns out there, but there could be. You never know. <coughs> Wow, there might be concerns. <laughs> no, there, there's none. There's no concerns. We oh, okay. it. It's unlocked. It's very quiet, and you're like, God, are there concerns? Are we closing down? Right. No, yeah, we're I, was, not. I was really worried about it for a second. I was like, shit. No, we're here for a while. We're, we're closing in on another anniversary uh, fairly soon. I, I actually don't remember when the first article was posted on the website, so I'm going to have to go back and find that. But I know we're, I know we're approaching another anniversary fairly soon. We've been around for a while. I yeah. just, just don't remember how long it's been, sir. It's been a just while. Just about two years, isn't it? Just about two years? Um, Gosh, what month is this now? <laughs> it's October. October. 
Uh, well, maybe about a year with all the time off we had in between. But we were kind of slow to get going at first. <laughs> Actually, our uh, the first post was September 30th, 2011. Oh, wow. There you so, go. Happy anniversary, sir. So there you go. We've already we've already crossed two years. Wow. We have, right? That's two years, right? Yes, sir. 2012, 2000. Oh, my gosh. We are over two years old. <laughs> we're almost as old as my youngest child, so we're we're getting there. There we are. We have a few more years until we're school age, and many <laughs> more years until we can legally drink or drive. Uh, oh man, let's hope we get. Let's hope we're at least you know we're the first cinema that pops up by that by that time. As a, as a website, of course, on our twenty first right. birthday, we will replace the geeky glasses with beer goggles. Right. Uh, <laughs> that might be the one time where we actually. We sit down and do a live stream of Grown Ups 19, and we all actually love it. <laughs> that will be the year the podcast grows out of movies, video games, and TV shows, and we just review sports and uh, the man, <laughs> and the Man Show or something like that. Right. That will be the year we do that, and so uh, you still got a few years. Well, at least then we can maybe do like a live zombie sex chat. Of course. Of legal age. And we've brought it full circle from last week, everybody. <laughs> Thank you uh, very much. <laughs> for Aaron Delos, I'm Anthony Lewis, and we will be back next week on the Cinema Geekly Podcast. Hey, Aaron, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's that? Uh, who would you say is your favorite DC female superhero who also happens to have an invisible jet? Wow. Uh, well, she would definitely have to be from the Amazon, and I would want her to be the leader of the Amazon. So if you were, she would be an Amazon Prime. So I would have to say Wonder Woman would be my favorite. Amazon Prime, Aaron. That's amazing that you just happened to drop that reference. It's that's incredible. Uncanny. Uh, because Cinema Geekly has, has sold out to Amazon, as a matter of fact. What you say? Yeah, that's true. Amazon Prime. We love it. In fact, I believe you also use it. I use it as well. I use it every day. And just to actually show you, we have absolutely no proof of this, however, but to show you how sincere we are about Amazon Prime, we've been using it long before Cinema Geekly started affiliating itself with Amazon yeah, we're old school Amazon backers. We just love it so much. We that, do. Uh, you know, we decided, why not? Let's let's share it with the world. Let me tell you about it real quick, everybody. It's kind of like Netflix a little bit. There's uh, over 30,000 movies and television shows that you can stream on various devices, like the PlayStation, Xbox, Wii, Roku, uh, TiVo, I think you can get. You can basically get an Amazon Prime app on anything that comes with app capability. The fun does not stop there. If you shop Amazon, I know a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. You don't just get all of the movies and the TV shows streaming for free, but you also get free two-day shipping on literally a gajillion items. And, wow. I don't, and I don't think I am overstating that. I don't believe you are. I mean, to me, that makes it far superior to Netflix because I a, don't get free shipping with Netflix. A gajillion items. Um, <laughs> if you happen to own the Amazon tablet called the Kindle... Not everybody does, but some people do. And if you do have one, especially for your reading purposes, Amazon Prime also gives you the Kindle Lending Library, which means you can kind of go to the digital library, borrow books. You don't even have to buy them. You can borrow them, read them, send them back, and get another book. $79, but that's for the year. That's a one-time payment for the year. And if you piece that out like Netflix, it's actually $20 cheaper than Netflix. And you get free shipping? 
free shipping, wow. tons of movies, tons of TV shows. Uh, it's got a lot free of this books. free books. It's got a lot of the same content that Netflix has, and some stuff that Netflix doesn't have. They actually have a to. lot of stuff Netflix has. Netflix uh, lost all their license to a lot of stuff, like as far as ESPN, uh, kid shows, uh, things like that. That Amazon Prime still has Stargate. Just throwing it out there, I'm a big Stargate <laughs> fan. Amazon Prime, they've got a sweet deal going on with us specifically right now, and you don't actually have to spend anything and you can help us out there's a banner on top of cinemageekly.com you click it it takes you to where you can start a free trial for one month with amazon prime if you sign up for that amazon sends us money how cool is that they send us money to help with our uh, our server costs and uh, bandwidth and all of that internet bullshit and it doesn't cost you anything to do the free trial you get it for a month if you love it spend 79 bucks and enjoy it for a year because i I am never not subscribing again to Amazon Prime just because it has literally been that helpful. We buy a lot of stuff from Amazon, and I like watching television. So take money away from a giant corporation. Right. 